Sandy Snitker, libertarian, Republican, and political hack, and Adrian Wiley, born-again anarchist and political has-been. Banter, blather, and joke about current events while attempting to figure out whether to keep trying to salvage our constitutional republic or just stock up on marshmallows to roast on the smoldering embers of society. It's time for Unattended Baggage. Why, thank you, Ledge. Hello, everyone in Podcastville or Internet Land or wherever you may reside. This is Alex, co-host, Unattended Baggage. Along with me is my radio life mate, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Adrian, chairman of the Building Materials Projectile Staging and Logistics Committee of the West Central Florida Guild of Professional Anarchists, Local Chapter 151, Wiley. How are you, sir? What's up? You are not uh, in any type of a uh, exciting mood right now. I I, I pretty I have a pretty low uh, motivation factor today. Yeah. Yeah, you just don't want to be here, do you? Nah, I'd rather be playing video games or something. Today. What video game? Um, uh, right now, it's actually uh, Galactic Civilization Three. Oh gosh! Is oh a little bit of the GC Three, huh? I, I got to save the universe, man. Well, of course you got to save the universe. It's actually it's it's actually like a very low, you know low end game it's not real intense or anything like that it's just kind of like a time killer for me you know what i'm saying it's uh it's based on the the you know kind of like the sid meyers uh series of course which you're very familiar with i'm totally unfamiliar with but yeah go ahead. right no i'm not gonna go ahead with this line <laughs> just let's move on you know what game on. i used to really really like that i could put in that category pac-man no i i'm probably thinking that's XCOM about the ufo defense oh that was a good one that was a good one I, I have to agree with you on that one. You yeah. know, I'm sad that I can't that play that game That was a little scary, again. too. Yeah. I'm sad that I don't get to play that game still. Like, you can't find it to play it on, like, new computers. Oh, sure stuff. you can. Yeah. Oh, you can? You just don't know how to look. Are you going to show me show, show that no. to me after the show? No. Right. A- ask your uh, your smaller tech friend here. No, my smaller tech friend? Uh, yeah. He doesn't know how to do that shit. He totally d- 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 Dude's, a, like, a, a master gamer. I mean. And he's not even a, he, he he's hacked not even a, a fucking. He hacked an Xbox and put his own operating system on it. You know, oh, a PlayStation. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. So, all right. <laughs> yeah, we're making fun of you. Yeah. You didn't realize what you were coming in for, but you're going to come in the, there. This is what happens, young man. We're not going to uh, get there uh, yet. Of course, we're uh, not getting to you yet, there, tough guy. Alex's son Mikey is in the the uh, studio with yes. us today. So, because you know what? Because here's the thing: he actually did something that I want to that I think earned him a spot to be on the show this week. Uh, should we start with that? Uh, now I'm kind of intrigued. Now I guess we should do it. Yeah. All right. So. If you look over there, right. what Mikey has is a. Well, hold on. Let's get to the Polaroid camera. Yeah, there's first, a Polaroid though. camera sitting on An the, uh, old the studio ass desk. Polaroid camera, by the way. That, now, actually, not one no. of the new joints. No, that looks like an 80s model. It's not one of the real, real old ones. Okay, might even be a 90s model. In, in, hold on. In this in this discussion right now, that's the really old one. Yeah, but when you think really old Polaroid, you're thinking like the 60s one with the square cube that you had to rotate. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Okay, it's a yeah. little newer, it's newer than, than that. that. Yeah, it's it's, it's the newer. flip front and it's got the electronic flash. So it's yeah. it's probably so let's look here. It's late the, uh, 80s, early 90s. The one step close up. Yeah, is uh, what this one is. Yeah, because Mikey, see, here's the thing. Mikey likes old. And don't technology. take a picture of me, by the way. I, I charge five hundred dollars for any capture of my likeness. There you go. So yeah. be careful. He's out of film anyway. Oh, good. Well, because he <laughs> used it. So Mikey was downtown in downtown Upper Ritchie. Right. And snapped his first picture of a police officer pulling someone over. Oh, okay. So right there, that picture is the is him taking the picture. So look at it real quick. I 
can't make out anything from this whatsoever. <laughs> it's 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 like a, a black picture with some uh, you know maybe some red and blue lights somewhere in there. I can't quite tell. Yeah, let me see this picture. It's, it's very shaky, and there's like only a few blobs of color on it. Yes. So, yeah. all right. So, what this picture teaches us, <laughs> okay, and and because this is Mikey's first time, right? You know, pa- capturing the police. Yeah. Okay. So the first thing is this: if the cop was doing anything that the cop wasn't supposed to do, that would be good for you to have on film, right? Polaroid ain't the fucking medium for it. No, definitely. So that's is the not. first thing, Mikey. Yeah. Is yeah. Polaroid just not the right medium for you, this? You know, young man, uh, it, we have these devices uh, that actually have uh, video recording and like low light yeah. features and the all thing that. Next thing next to the Polaroid. Yeah, right. Guy. Yeah, you don't actually need to get out the Polaroid for that so, sort of thing. So that's the first thing. <laughs> right. The second thing is is that don't be scared because I think that this this picture was done out of fear. You did it quickly so you could get out of there because you didn't want the cops seeing you. Yes. Taking a picture of him. Well, yeah. So yeah. there you go. I get that. Yeah, but the thing is this, though. I'm you gotta, scared every time I have to interact with cops. Yeah, but you were you should have been far enough away to where it was okay. But the other thing is this. Just use the other. Like, if you're going to take more pictures Def, of the police. Definitely use the other over, camera. Yeah. Let's use the other camera moving forward. Yeah. So I will say that this is a beautiful picture, though. Why do you even hate cops? I can't see. I mean, what are you doing? Why are you interfering with their jobs? Yeah. That's, you know? that's, uh, what the hell's wrong with you? What's that called? That's, wow. that's, a, that's a crime. Wow. Your, your, your father has been a terrible influence on you. Yes. You know. Yes. <laughs> no, good job. Good job. So, I mean, it's a good... Hold on. It's, uh, it's they, the good start. The, the, the intent was there, but yeah, you got to definitely fine-tune your production method. A for intent, Yeah. and let's go with a P for fucking execution, P uh, for Polaroid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Polaroid. It's because of the lighting. Yeah, it's because well, of Yeah, you got to compensate for all that. You I got gotcha. you. All right, so let's get, into, let's get into the next thing, though, because Adrian is now on a new drug, a new... Unregulated, illegal, in the US, illegal in the US, drug. Yeah. No, I, I don't think it's un- illegal per se. I don't think I'm violating any laws by taking it. It's just you can't purchase it in the U.S. I got you. Yeah, and it's called Tabex. Right, and yeah. it is a. Uh, it's a a smoking cessation drug. All right, it works phenomenally well for me. I mean, it's like the last time I quit. Uh, you know, I I use this stuff and it's it works great. Yeah, uh, it's basically a uh, a generic Chantix. You know, yeah. So it blocks the nicotine receptors in your brain, but minus of, that whole silly fucking uh, suicide thing. Yeah, minus making you homicidal. Yeah. yeah. Like, is there a side effect on this one that says that? The, well, no. There's. I, I don't know because it's all in Polish. <laughs> so I have no. Did idea. you want to kill yourself the last time? I did not want to kill myself. In fact, I was moderately more happy than usual. Yeah. You know. So. So um, I always find yeah. it funny that this is the one that's illegal, but Shantex, which actually on the commercial, <laughs> right. will say that there's a chance that you will kill yourself. Well, because nobody has a patent on this because it's been around forever. Uh, this is the drug that they used to give uh, returning GIs who wanted to quit smoking from World War II. Yeah. Um, they gave it to them to, to quit smoking. So it's, it's, you can't, that's the problem. The reason that it's not approved here in the U.S. is because no pharmaceutical ma- company can r- actually make any real money off it because they can't, you know, fall back on a patent. Yeah. You know. Imagine um, that. Right, right. And we're actually going to get into some, some proof of that sort of thing here uh, a little later in the show. And, oh yeah, uh, there's some real world, yeah. or some real we, actual we're, time. We're not just talking out our ass. Uh, we can pretty much prove that but one of the side effects is amazingly strange and vivid dreams yes you said this and i oh, I'm, every night is like an adventure man <laughs> i'm telling you just the craziest shit just the the most random stuff but it's 
it's as if the the dreams are that much amplified. You know what I'm saying? It's like uh, you know how you wake up from a dream and go, "Wow, that was really realistic." Yeah. You know, even though the situation was totally. Give you an example. Last night, I'm like emceeing a charity auction. Okay, um, where we were, um, we were. It was a charity auction, but we were buying stolen cars. <laughs> and in attendance... Hold on. It was a charity auction. <laughs> yes. Did everybody know they were stolen in there? They were pulling up like in stolen cars, you know, running from the cops. And they'd get there and it'd be like... And the guy would run, you know, and then we'd auction off the car. <laughs> and, and it was, it like, was working This is great. real time. Like this car got stolen <laughs> yes. like 20 minutes before it got auctioned right. off. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And so, you know, they were dumping them off like it was a chop shop, and they were auctioning it off. The thing is, is it was like all the upper crust of society. Like, some of the people attending the auction uh, were uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. RGB was there. Yes. Of course, because if you're thinking about stolen cars, (laughs) a dead Supreme Court justice is the first person you Nelson Mandela was there. Okay. Okay. Dead South Africans. And uh, so at one point in my dream, I I started asking people, I said, wait a second, aren't they both dead? And, uh, like, my assistant deadpan answered me, well, yeah. <laughs> and I just kept on. Hold, on, hold on. You had an assistant. <laughs> yes, I had an assistant. Was the assistant a man or a woman? I don't recall. Actually. Oh, gosh. Yeah, it was just. It was more like a blur? I, I, I'm probably, you know how it is. It, the, no, the I know. Phase. There's certain things in yeah, the that I, that, I don't recall. But yeah. the, the point was is that everybody appeared to know that they were both dead, but it didn't matter that they like, were in attendance. None of it mattered. I like, was it wasn't the, even a thing. I was the only one that seemed hung up by that. I got you. Okay. <laughs> but I was totally fine with auctioning off the stolen cars that the guy would pull up in and then run, like book down the street from the police. <laughs> and the cops never stopped to you, though? Uh, no, no. They didn't bother with us. We auctioned off the cars. You know, sometimes it's like in the video game, right? Like when you're playing like Grand Theft Auto right. or something. Where, yeah. like, if you cross over this line, all of a sudden you're <laughs> yeah, innocent, just, right? Yeah, it's oh, we never worry about you again. Yeah, yeah. What it happened was, to that person? They, they, <laughs> they just disappeared. They, hold on, I don't even know what I'm doing here. Where yeah. are my pants? <laughs> yeah, very much like that. But the point is, is that every night has been just like a series of those type of you know uh, dreams. Um, it, was there ever one where you were a gimp? No, I was never a gimp. But I did have one where. Um, I was I was dreaming. I was laying in bed watching TV, you know. Yeah. And I was watching a movie with Daniel Radcliffe, and he climbed out in of, the bed with you. No, he climbed out of the television and got into bed with me. And he was banging some chick between my wife and I'm like I'm elbowing. I'm like you can't do that in my bed, man. Get out of my bed. <laughs> you know? He's like, no, man. I'm. I, I said, you're supposed to be in the movie. Get back in the fucking TV. You, I, that's how my nights have been, man. <laughs> you had an argument with Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah. In your dream. Well, he's banging in some. In your bed. He got out of the TV and started banging some chick in Was between chick me and my wife. I, I don't. I Again, don't you focus it's more Daniel on Daniel Radcliffe, Radcliffe. So probably not. Well, yeah, because it was like his fault. It's like, you know, get back in the goddamn TV. You know, what are you doing? I, I want to watch the end of this the, movie. Have you made my order yet for this stuff? What? <laughs> Seriously. I mean, have you made my order yet? Because if you haven't, please do. Yeah, it's uh, it's 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 pretty good stuff. I mean, that's a that's a fun side effect right there. But anyway, so that's uh, that's what's been. I might just start taking that. 
<laughs> just for just for show content yeah. purposes alone. And you know, I I that like, made, I think the show should ju- that could I think be the why show should legal. pay for our uh, <laughs> should pay for our tabex things. You could reimburse. It's only like thirty five bucks. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I mean, it's like even cheap too, which is the amazing. Well, thing. that well, that's why it's illegal. Yeah, but the instructions are all in Polish, so I had to like go find somewhere else that had the instructions in English and. You know, it's a real regimented thing, but it's working. You know, I'm down to four cigarettes a day, and I'm about another week and a half from being down to zero. So there you go. Yeah, everybody's doing some life, uh, life, uh, life improvements. Right. I've started my life improvement this week as well. Yeah, what's your life improvement? So I started uh, CrossFit this week. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Now, what exactly is that? All right. So it's just you go in and exercise, like. But you do it. You do different things so, that you wouldn't normally do in a gym. Uh, essentially, I mean, there's it's, gym stuff there, and you do lift weights and stuff like that. But right. like, it's you know, like so we did. Essentially, it's the latest jazzer size, is what you're saying. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's not jazzer size, right? But and it's a killer. I mean, it's a kick. It's an ass kicking workout, right? Like the first thing I started with was I threw medicine balls up on the. Um, uh, like against the wall and then have them come back to me and then kept throwing the medicine ball. Like yeah. I'm right next to the wall. Right. And I'm just pushing that up. Right. Oh, that sounds like a good workout, actually. Oh, no, it yeah. is a good workout. But good for Friday, the shoulders and everything. But Friday was legs, though. Yeah, see, leg day never bothered me. Oh, God, I'm really yeah. hurting right now. That's the one thing. Everybody complained about leg day, but for me, leg day was like the cakewalk, you know? Like it, it, you just, we did a lot of the stair stuff and yeah. pushing things and yeah. you know and because it's like so there's four different stations and there's three exercises in each four of the stations right and you're basically rotating around for a couple couple minutes or whatever and then you go to the next one right so after an hour you so end like up at the squats end. presses you know that yeah sort of but thing. just various ways to do it right though. like there's it, it, you do it eight different ways or whatever yeah it's all different kinds of weird stuff but. On Friday, there was a couple dudes there, but uh, I mean, on Monday, there was a couple dudes there along with all the women, but on Friday, it was all just women. Right. But I got to tell you, man, like it was like, like it was a, it was an ass kicker. Like I, I got to tell you, I mean, you can kind of work at your own pace with CrossFit too. Right. But I was not leading that fucking class. That's for damn sure, man. These fucking, you know, they were, they were, they were working it. So you go to Jazzercise with a bunch of women. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Nice. nice. At six in the morning. Oh God. Jesus. Yeah. I do it from six to seven in the morning. Wow. Wow. Why? Uh, well, cause that, well, that, what well motivated, I didn't want to wake up. I don't want to wake up to do the five what, o'clock class. What motivated you to do this? Um, what motivated me ultimately was, I just want to make sure that I want to get in better shape. Really? Yeah. I want to just get in better shape. Yeah. yeah. So, well, I've come to the conclusion that rounds a shape. <laughs> I'm well, going with that. You could go with that shape too. That's actually, no. I'm, I'm actually fairly lean. I'm I'm about two twenty five. I mean, you know, I don't so. think fairly lean in you is, is relatively is no. no. Well, no. I, honestly, my my perfect weight's about two hundred flat. Yeah. Honestly, so I'm I'm about twenty five pounds heavy at this so, point. I want to get that. I want to get. I want to get. Uh, I just want to get in better shape and you know keep yeah. moving. Yeah. Like I look when you get up to in the, in the older ages. In my opinion, if you keep moving and keep being, I think the key is not to be like I'm not trying to get built. Right. I just want to maintain. Make sure I maintain flexibility. Uh, why? Uh, so I don't walk around like an old man. Ah, you're trying to prolong this whole life thing. <sighs> yeah. Dude, yeah. God. A little bit. Has it beaten you down enough? (laughs) (laughs) I'm a fucking sadist. (laughs) I guess. (laughs) Obviously, I'm a sadist. Uh, Well, good. I'm I'm glad you're you're doing something to improve yourself. Yeah. As we both are. Yes. There you you go. Congratulations with your vivid dreams. I can't wait. I can't wait to get some myself. (laughs) Um, Okay. So the other thing is, I wanted to talk about before we get into all the other like major stuff that's going on, world wars and shit like that. Washington picked the Washington football team picked their new name. Right. 
and I don't think we talked about this on the show. No, we didn't. We didn't. They're called now the Commanders. Right. Okay. Here's the thing. What's your take on this one? Let's. I'll start with you. First. Honestly, I think they should have just stuck with Washington football team. I really that really grew on me. You know. Yeah. I I think that is a great moniker. You know that it it started out as a kind of a fuck you. You yeah. know. Um, but I think it, it turned into something like, yeah, yeah, that's solid. You know? So I, I think they should have stuck with that. Commanders is stupid. It's just stupid. You know? I, 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 I don't. Here's the thing. I never got what the problem with the Redskins name was anyway. Well, here's the thing. There's, there's different ways, I think, of using a, a group of people. Um, I, I think the Redskins was a little... Uh, derogatory you know what i'm saying um but uh do you yeah. really think yeah, it was derogatory I, yeah though? i can i can see where that is now something but like with the logo it wasn't derogatory though no no the logo but they're not going the, after the chiefs for example they're not going after the seminoles for example well specifically not the seminoles because they have the, the florida state seminoles have the complete endorsement of the seminole tribe so um they're totally fine with that but I think it's the way you portray it, you know, like the Cleveland Indians, for example. You know, they portray the goofy Indian type thing and, and that, you know. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I can see it a little bit. I think it's much ado about nothing, you know. As a you know, Irishman, I'm not pissed off about Notre Dame's, you know, little fighting leprechaun thing. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? So I, I think it's silly that, that people get upset about these sort of things. But on the scale of being upset i could see why why some people would be upset uh, at redskins over some of the other ones like I, I look at this what if you reverse the situation right what if the redskins just got rid of the name the redskins right i would think if i was an indian that i would be ups- if i was you know if i i would be upset that they got rid of the name because at least the name reminds you that those people are around right it's like the aunt jemima thing like why would you get rid of a person on a product that is a Uncle belo- Ben's right. beloved representative of yeah. your, like, it, it's, right. everybody loves Aunt Jemima. Everybody loves Uncle Ben's. Well, it's like we constantly talk about. It's it's the whole nature of context doesn't matter anymore. It's just the thing itself becomes, or the word itself, or the image itself uh, becomes, you know, uh, some type of political hot button. You know, it's something that people can get offended over. But I, but no. you don't. Here's the thing, though. I hear this way more from white people than I do from black people or Hispanic people or Indians or like whenever oh, right. you see somebody yeah. come up there, they're always outraged. But it's always some white person outraged. Like, yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, the well, white people have nothing to be outraged about, so we have to get outraged to over other other people's problems. Quit, quit appropriating, <laughs> quit appropriating my outrage. outrage. Yes, yes, exactly. Exactly. You want to talk about some appropriation? We can all get. We That's can all appropriation, stop. right there. That's appropriation. Yeah, I concur. I concur. It just pisses Absolutely. me off. It's like, what the fuck? You got nothing fucking better to do? I know. I know. But uh, yeah, the, the the commanders is stupid. It's dumb. Just dumb and dumbest. Well, shit. my brother-in-law Ray Ray is a big was a big Redskins fan. Why? He just that's the team he liked. Man, everybody's got their team. I never understood that. I never understood how someone could just pick a team that they have no geographical connection to. Well, here's the thing. And if you, I'm sure if, I never asked Ray this question. Maybe right. I will ask him, but he probably has a reason why he likes the Redskins. Right. I don't know what it is. Probably has to do with Joe Gibbs and like that that era. I guess, you know. Like sometimes when you're a kid, 
what's on TV and what you're you know watching, like when they're going to the Super Bowls and stuff, right? Can have you cement who you're a fan of, right? For that for that point, moving I can forward. see that. Yeah, yeah, because that breaks the regional argument. Even it, though it I does. will say that there's definitely yeah. an, a strong. Here's the thing: I, what I've noticed with football sometimes, people have their favorite team, but then they always like the the local team. Oh yeah, I see what you're saying. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, like they that, have that's if team, they're not originally they're... from that area. Yeah, you see that a lot here with Tampa Bay fans, is because so many people came from somewhere else. You know, oh well, I'm a Bears fans, uh, but you know, I, I root for the Bucks whenever they're playing. Yeah, yeah. unless as long you're as playing, they're not the, playing Bears. the Bears. Yeah. yeah, right. Exactly that sort of thing. So you, you do see that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, anyway. All right, let's get in. Let's just get. There's a lot of different news to talk about this week. By the Let, way, let's actually start uh, with Trump. You know, uh, for a change, and I'm I'm breaking my boycott on talking about Trump, even though Alex every show manages to bring him in some way. But in this case, I'm going to uh, talk about Trump because, um, you know, I I think that uh, um, right now he's in trouble because uh, you know apparently he. Uh, took a lot of classified documents with him. They just found a box full of classified documents at Mar-a-Lago. He was uh, destroying, um, you know, uh, classified documents uh, while he was in the White House, constantly shredding things and tearing things up that he shouldn't have been. Um, so, you know, they're, they're kind of after him about that. And, you know, I thought, you know, what an incredible witch hunt this is, you know. It, it, it's over. It's done. It's. I don't know why we're spending all this time and resource going off to the. You know, this would be a lot like, um, I don't know. Let's say a um, former uh, Secretary of State had a, an email server uh, with a bunch of classified documents on it, and she decided to wipe it. You know, um, and it, what's the big deal? You know what I'm saying? Touché. What's the big deal? Touche. I am so sick of the fucking hypocrisy. So you've got right now the media just drooling over this whole classified, you know, oh, Trump destroyed classified documents. Oh, he took classified documents out of the White House. At the, and they were the ones defending Clinton. You know, Clinton for literally doing the exact same stuff. She took classified emails off of government servers and put it on her personal mail server and then destroyed the evidence. Okay. So, and, and, and the other thing that pisses me off is all you fucking right-wingers out there that are like, why are they going after Trump? Hillary for prison. Only mobsters take the fifth. Well, guess what? Your boy's Trump's about to take the fifth because <laughs> he's got no other options, you know, and, and it's a, just another example that I want to point out of how, you know, so many of, of, you know, two thirds of America is just unbelievable hypocrites. Two thirds of America, the red, the blue, because it doesn't matter what people do. It matters what color their tie is or their their pants suit. Yeah. You know, that's all that matters in reality because there is no objective way you can look at what Hillary did and what Trump did and have a different opinion and I don't care whether your opinion is they both it was no big deal or both of them should be in prison but if you don't have the same opinion for both of them you are a hypocrite and you have to address that within your own psyche because they both did the exact same thing they mishandled and destroyed classified documents if you're mad about one and not mad about the other you are not being honest 
And it's as simple as that. Yeah. You know, there's just no way around that. And I haven't really seen anyone, you know, bring that up yet. I'm waiting for it to surface. I'd love to see it happen. But no one You're not going to have seen. anybody bring it up. No, though. no. You know, because, look, nobody on the left's going to bring it up. Because, of course, right? You know, they're yeah. going to ignore anything that Clinton did that they would consider that, yeah. that you could put in the framing of being wrong. And considering the similarities between the two, you and wouldn't you know, have them bring it up. I bet you a lot of our listeners thought of that, and that is why you folks are actually, you know, you get it, you know, yeah, because you can actually look at reality objectively and not have an opinion based on some type of. Uh, I don't weird tribalism that I I don't even understand anymore. Now, and here and you know what the thing is, and this isn't even to defend Trump, but just to just to lay out the like what the other what the established order is is doing to him that they wouldn't do to anybody else is that the the president now is releasing all the records or can release records of like what you know if if. Trump says something is executive privilege that nobody can look at. Right. The current president can just override that and then just let everybody see it. Right. It's I've never I don't remember any president doing that to other presidents. Right. Like I don't remember Obama doing that to Bush. Right. You know what I mean? I don't remember Bush doing that to Clinton. Right. I don't remember Clinton doing that to the other Bush. I don't remember Bush doing it to Reagan or Reagan I, I, doing it. I don't it to remember Carter. Trump doing it to anyone, even though he promised to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember Trump doing it either. Yeah, even though he promised he would. So there was an established kind of norm there, right? That I think Biden and in the establishment overall have decided that that rule doesn't apply to Trump because they hate the motherfucker so much. Right. Don't get me wrong; he could still be doing things that he wasn't supposed to do. Right. And he probably was, just like they all do. Right. The difference is here is that because it's it's almost like you make so many laws on the books that if you ever want to get anybody, all you got to do is take a look at what law they broke and then go after them for that law because everybody breaks the law five fucking times a day. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And Trump's probably doing it fucking 50 times a day. Well, come on. Hang on a second. <laughs> you, you have to know that destroying classified documents and taking classified documents out of you know the White House and taking them to Mar-a-Lago, you have to know that's... You weren't supposed to do that. You weren't supposed to. Just like you would have to know that transferring your State Department, you know, diplomatic classified emails from government servers to your personal email server that you keep in your house, which I um, was able to determine <laughs> was very, very unsecure personally. Yeah. Because um, they're stupid. Be, yes, exactly. That's so, the only problem. Not only are they evil, I'm, but they're stupid. But, you know, it, it, so, again, you have to know that you're breaking the law when you do that. That's not one of those things everybody's breaking the law five times a day and doesn't know it. That is deliberate actions on both their parts. Yeah, but they're thinking it's not a big deal, though, because I think all of them do it. Well, I, no, I, I think they're thinking it's not a big deal because both of those people and all of those types of people that achieve that level of power think that the laws don't apply to them. Yes, for in the most part, for the most part, yeah. So uh, uh, that's really what it boils down to. And those two particularly have a special type of narcissism, uh, narcissism that that makes them believe that they are just you know more powerful and should have greater rights and authority than any other human being alive. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. That, the, the, that's the how they ego, go through life. The ego is is so thick on the two of them. Right, right. Well, and it's come out now with look. You, you remember at a certain point where Trump was saying that he was um, that his campaign was being spied on and this and that. And now it's come out. That's totally what was going on. Like 
here's the thing: you can you can disagree with Trump, you can hate Trump all, right. all you want. Yeah, it doesn't change the fact that Clinton still on. did what. Again, like, if you want to, and if you want to justify that action, I guess you can try to justify that action. But then you have, I mean, but then don't get mad when anybody else spying on anybody else. Right, right. Well, here's the thing: they they were all getting spied on. It's just there was a lot more people spying on Trump than usual. <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's it just ridiculous. It's it's just so frustrating that you know I I see these things and immediately the hypocrisy is just like for, it's the first thing I see. Yeah, it's right in your face. Yeah, and uh, you know for for so many people in America, like uh, a boil on most, your ass. Most of our listeners excluded, uh, they just don't see it. It just it never makes that connection for them. Yeah, you know. So anyway, let's let's move on to happier news. Uh, looks like we're uh, getting closer to World War Three here. Oh, we're going to World War III uh, Which first? is a good thing. Which is a good thing. Yeah, let's let's go straight to uh, World War III. Okay, we're going to World War III now. Um, so, uh, and again, I'm being semi-facetious here. Um, it looks like the uh, the war for uh, uh, Ukraine is uh, probably about to begin. Uh, there was some shelling by Russian separatists inside Ukraine against uh, uh, Ukrainian officials. And uh, a cyber attack has uh, started happening on... Uh, government ukrainian government uh, uh infrastructure and banks and things like that which has got the russians fingerprints all over it so these are the type of things that you would do in advance of an attack now but the really interesting thing um and the thing that i think is is most alarming is the fact that russia just started a massive nuclear weapons drill um and what that means is essentially they're you know for on the face of it, they're telling the world that we're doing this exercise, it was planned, and everything like that. But it actually gives them the opportunity to bring their nuclear arsenal to a much higher level of readiness without actually, you know, admitting that they're doing that. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. By by saying, oh, yeah, we had this planned exercise. Uh, and, and again, everybody in the West knows that's what they're doing. Um you know, so it's it's not a surprise, but it's still it's it's like a, a little bit of plausibility uh, deniability. So if if he does, Putin is is really smart when it, he's an evil evil man, but he's really smart when it comes to these gambit plays. You know, yeah, um, and and that's what he. Oh no, this was a planned. We had this planned for months. You know, it's just a planned exercise to to you know test our our nuclear weapons capability. And, uh, you know, sure enough, it, it puts the, it allows them to be in a position of, you know, a DEFCON 2 without admitting they're at DEFCON 2, essentially. Yeah. You know, um, so, yeah, it's it's a I think that uh, Russia is going to roll completely through Ukraine. I think they're going to take Kiev uh, and or Kiev. Now you're supposed to say it that way because that's how the Ukrainians say it. Oh, fuck that. It's Kiev. Yeah. Well, that's how the Russians say it. So the Russians say Kiev. The Ukrainians say Kiev, so <laughs> I've noticed all the journalists now call it Kiev yeah. to side with the Ukrainians. Oh, Jesus you know what Christ. I'm saying? But yeah, in, in my world, it's still Kiev. But uh, yeah, so uh, I, I think that uh, that's probably going to happen. I actually, I last show I predicted it would happen by Friday. I was wrong about that. So, but I still think that we're days away. You know, so I guess. Yeah. Here, here's my problem here. Huh. We shouldn't be involved. Even now, right? We, we shouldn't be involved, right? And again, this is going to sound like, and you, if you say what I'm about to say, it always say, everybody tells you it sounds like Russian propaganda, right? But my thought here is, there's a lot of people that are in that country 
that would rather be part of Russia. Um, at, at, yeah, least, I mean, at least a portion of the population would rather be in Russia. Yeah, and that is true. And I don't know what the portion is, but it's a it's a significant portion because you have to understand the history of y- Ukraine. It was part of the Soviet Union. I mean, there is an entire generation of people uh, there who feel like they were born in Russia. Yeah. For lack of a better term, because. The Soviet Union was Russia, even though, you know, Ukraine was part of it at the time. Um, You know, those people felt and again, the same with the Russians. The Russians look at the Ukrainians as their brothers. They they don't even understand why we would be fighting each other. I mean, to them, it's just like, what what do you talk? You know, it's, it's like Georgia fighting Florida. Yeah. You know, that's kind of their mindset. Um, So it's it's. It's a very strange situation. So, and I think that's why um, so much of the world is willing to let this happen because the West is going to let this happen. Um, there's, there's. Not, they shouldn't be stopping it, right? And I agree. Because here, here's the thing, though. So, how long ago did they take Crimea? Uh, 2014. What have you heard about Crimea since 2014, or what haven't you heard about Crimea? Right. It's since it's, 2014. It's pretty much life as usual. You know, uh, now you don't hear about mass killings or people do. You don't hear about anything no, like there that. Was, there was nothing like that. It's like, OK, we're we're part of Russia again. Yeah. You know, and again, it's it, for, and some of those people were happy about it. I think for the people of the Ukraine, that's kind of how it is. I mean, now there's a lot of Ukrainians that enjoy the additional freedom that Ukraine has over Russia. Um, because, you know, you got to remember in Russia, you can still end up in prison for saying the wrong thing. Yeah, because that government's corrupt anyway, though. Again, I'm not saying the Russians government's good, no. but the Ukrainian government's fucking a bunch of authoritarian psychopaths anyway. Right, right. And the bottom line is it's even if there is a war, I don't think it's going to have that big an impact on the people of Ukraine. It, it will to some degree, obviously. War is always a bad thing. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, I, I don't think it's going it, to it's not the end of the world for them. It's not like they're being taken over by something that's completely foreign to them. It's it's like, you know, Okay, we're Russia again, you know, but they are going to lose some freedom over it because Ukraine is freer than Russia, you know, so. But the only thing that we can do to stop Russia from doing this is there's two things we could do. We could uh, tell Russia that, okay, we will sign a, a treaty that says Ukraine can never be part of NATO. That might stop him. But really what he wants is he wants NATO moved back to the... Uh, uh, basically, the the late 1990s, uh, you know, Western Europe, yeah, before the collapse of the Soviet Union, mm-hmm. he wants all those communist bloc sta- uh, nations out of NATO, and that's probably never going to happen. So I, I think that but here's war the thing. is unavoidable. Here's the thing, though, and again, it's going to sound like Russian propaganda. Can you blame them? Uh, no, not in a way. I mean, yeah, I mean, who wants you know? Here's the thing. Essentially, the, your traditional enemy on your doorstep. Nobody wants that. I, you know right yeah i mean I, I mean look at 1962 the links we went to uh to get the missiles out of cuba yeah you know and now essentially russia and again i am not defending russia because the russian government is evil they're not good guys they're horrible you know the russian people are cool you know they party hard man yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but but the, look but they're not good guys I'm, yeah. not, I'm not defending them per se right but i am saying if you look at it objectively like, what if they were doing that to us? Here's what's going to happen. We're going to experience the exact same thing here 
in the next five years. And what we're going to experience is all the nations of Central America are going to partner with China, and they are going to create a military and economic pact. So what we're going to have is Chinese, essentially, satellite states on our southern border. And that is, we're going to know how Russia feels. Well, at they're that not point. really on our southern border, though. No, because the, the border is just Mexico. Well, and it, I don't think Mexico is going to, you know, they might, they might. But, but we have a pretty good relationship with Mexico too. Yeah, but y- y- here's the thing: is we are going to have a lot of uh, Chinese allies uh, to the south of us. Yeah, in this hemisphere. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, well, no, in the yeah, yeah it's yeah, the same yeah, hem- yeah. Western hemisphere. Yeah. Um, so we are going to see what that feels like here pretty soon. You know, so again, it's it's you can understand why Russia would want to take Ukraine. Not that there's any justification for doing it. They're wrong. They're evil. They're bad guys. Putin is a megalomaniac, uh, you know, on the the highest degree and a a horrible human being. Yeah. But if they let me. ask Okay, go ahead. Finish what you're saying. Yeah. But there's also understandable, uh, you know, real real world scenarios is why it makes sense. Yeah. Like, and this this is not the war that we should be worried about. What if about. they had? What if they held a referendum in Ukraine, and the majority of the people said, "Yeah, let's go with Russia." Well, then that would be the right way to do it. Yeah, you know, I don't think you'd get a majority. I think you'd again, you you you'd get a significant if you number. If it out by region, though, within Ukraine, you might get a different result. I, I think a lot of Eastern Ukraine would probably say, "Yeah, let's go back to Russia." Yeah, yeah, uh, because that's where all the separatists are. You do actually have a a militant separatist movement in Eastern Ukraine. Now it's completely inspired and funded and supplied by the Russians. So, you know how much you know how much of that is really uh, uh, agent provocateur, like you like to say. Yeah. Um, you know, and how much of it is uh, is organic? It's hard to say. Yeah. You know. But either if, way, if though, Russia wasn't promoting it, I doubt there would actually be a violent separatist movement. Yeah. But, yeah. but either way, though, we shouldn't be involved. Oh no, no. And and and, and our involvement up until this point. Right. has caused more damage than anything it's helped. And you know who's saying that, by the way? Hmm. Government officials in Ukraine. Uh, yeah, well, here's the thing. they The current uh, Ukrainian president is taking a very strange stance on this. He's kind of like, uh, ah, nothing's going to happen. Nah, don't worry about it. And, you know... Uh, but he's he's going to be in for a rude awakening. He's he's trying to play it off like, oh, this is no big deal, you know. But he's he's just wrong, yeah. <laughs> and he's going to have to flee the country here pretty soon. Just, he's he's going to be on the talk show circuit in New York here pretty probably in yeah. a week. Either, look, <laughs> you know. And again, just my opinion on it. But either way, the best thing that we could do right now is get the fuck out of there. We're not Don't, in there. No, we have people over there. A handful. Yeah. Okay. That's a handful more than we should. Uh. Yeah. But it's it's not anything significant. Yeah. Just, and we we know we we don't, I don't think we have any uh, actually military troops on the ground in Ukraine. There are Florida National Guardsmen that were there just a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And I don't know if they're, they're still out there now. right now. Yeah, but are you sure? Well, yeah. They're probably in Latvia or Estonia right now. I don't know. You know, but they're they're not far away. I would imagine. I, so this is where really my the, my boys in the fifty third are over there, huh? I don't know. Yeah, probably so. I, I don't know which one it is, but I know we've I, I put out an action alert about it because there's a there's a, a, a an act going on in Tallahassee called the Defend the Guard Act, right? Which would say that the without a declaration of war, that the president can't send any troops from Florida from Florida's National Guard oh, anywhere around the country. Yeah, I, that's one of the things I was pushing for as governor. Who's pushing that? Uh, I don't remember who. Really? Hey, you know, I heard an interview with uh, Jeff Brandis. 
uh, state senator uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. from uh, St. Pete. One of my favorite politicians, by the way. Great guy. We, we love Jeff. Um, and he's getting termed out, but uh, he actually described himself twice, twice during this interview on NPR um, as a big L libertarian. He emphasized big L libertarian. So I don't know. Did he switch parties? No. Yeah. Well, he must not know what that means. I think he, he does. He must not know he, what that he means. He knows what that means. He can't say that. He, he, he I, said that? He said that twice. Big L. Yeah. Yeah. So. Fuck, that has a fucking specific meaning. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and for those who. Wait, does he not know what for, that meaning for, means? For those who, who don't know, what that means is you're an actual registered libertarian. Like uh, you are uh, a member uh, of the party. Yes. A, a, a lot of. Uh, uh, libertarians, you know, a, a lot of Republicans like to say, well, I'm a, a, small, I'm a small L, L libertarian, libertarian yeah. which means they agree with libertarian they're ideas. libertarian ideology, but they're Republican but they're, party affiliation. Exactly. Is. But yeah, he said big L libertarian twice on that interview. Yeah. You know? And it must he must have mentioned the word libertarian about five times. Yeah. You know? <sighs> so I can't believe I missed that interview. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it was on NPR this past week. Maybe so. he'll be at the convention next weekend. He might be. Oh, I hope so. Yeah. So. I doubt it, but. Well, you know, he might not actually be a registered libertarian, but he might have joined the LPF. I don't know. You know, I don't know. So I w- here's the thing. Once he turns out, man, I really wish he would. You should give him a call and ask him about that. I am going to have to. Yeah. 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 Give him a give him a call. I want to hear what he says. So uh, like that has a specific meaning to it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Without question. So anyway, I'm, I'm glad that that came up because I meant to mention that to you. So fuck. So, uh, yeah. So uh, what's uh, what's what's going on? You take us to the next stop. All right, so we can go with the. Um, all right, let's go with the Epstein fallout part. All right, so. Oh yeah. All right, so so this week, uh, of course. Um, Did you know this guy existed before this story? By the way. No, no, I hadn't heard of this guy. So, but that's a fucking problem, by the way. <laughs> exactly. That's the first fucking problem here. <laughs> that's that's a pretty big red flag. Because we've looked at a lot of Epstein stuff, right? And you don't find out about his pimp until the pimp's fucking dead in a fucking French jail. And what the the media is saying is this guy supplied thousands of girls for him to provide for Epstein to provide to his clients and that this guy also is accused of raping um oh what's her name uh well it says Virginia Roberts Virginia Roberts yes uh who is the same one who who accused uh Prince Andrew and Prince Andrew by the way has now settled with uh, Virginia Roberts out of court <laughs> for an undisclosed sum so he wanted to make all that go away. And it's just interesting. Like, hold on. Was this part of the agreement? Like this guy dies if you uh, if you it if, sounds if you like it. it this, drop the charges. This has the the uh, the crown's fingerprints all over it because so you've got this guy who apparently was involved in getting Virginia Roberts to Prince Andrew. He's in prison um, and he uh, he ends up dead, hanged. Um, you know, uh, of course, in prison because we all know how easy that is to do. Um, and uh, so, you know, uh, he, uh, he he apparently uh, didn't kill himself, um, <laughs> of course. Um, but, you know, here you've got Prince Andrew settling with Virginia Roberts and this guy who apparently provided uh, or, or uh, you know, was somehow involved with both Virginia Roger, uh, Roberts. He's accused of also raping her, but also was involved with the Prince Andrew thing. And now he's dead right after Prince Andrew settles with uh, Virginia Roberts. Right. I mean, just, you know. Hold on. I, how, 
How right. can you have that many coincidences? And no, it, there's. <laughs> well, obviously, clearly, clearly, uh, you can't have that no, many coincidences. No, this is this is you know, the rich and powerful cleaning up their mess. You know, it's really all it is. And these people are, are so powerful that they can make this sort of thing happen. This yeah. fucking. I mean, why would this guy kill himself now? Because you got to figure, if if nothing else, he is in a position to negotiate. Maybe a new trial, maybe a reduced sentence. You know what I'm saying? If he's got the inside dirt, he now has a better bargaining position. You know, and he ends up dead. Yeah. Oh, let me read this part here. So Brunel, 76, has been indicted and remains in custody in December 2020 following the accusations of rape and sexual assault of minors, including three 12-year-old sisters. He was also being probed over human trafficking, being part of a criminal conspiracy amid his association with Epstein and Jazane Maxwell. Described previously as the Pato's multimillionaire best mate and pimp, he believed to have the key, been a key member of Epstein's center inner circle. Brunel will likely take many of the secrets about Epstein and the horrific trafficking ring to the grave. He has escaped justice just like the Pato millionaire himself when he was found hung in a New York cell in 2019. There were no security cameras in the Brunel cell at the time of the death. Of course. The fuck? I know. I this know. is how they're going to get away with it. And uh, that was the they... thing I put for the notes at the bottom is the money can still get you out of trouble because Prince Andrew... And again, I think is getting off for pennies on the fucking dollar, right? In order to fucking get away from what he was fucking did, right? Right. I, I mean, it, it's just more and more. This stuff is just becoming more and more obvious everywhere you turn. I, you can't, you know. I don't think you can hide it as well in this day and age. No, you know, you it, can't it, hide it. it's just it, it's become too obvious, um, you know, and it. But again, the real consequences never hit. I actually, I do think there are going to be consequences for this. I think that the the British crown is pretty much over. You do know? you think that this incident actually did, did a lot of destruction yes. towards the British monarchy? Oh, yeah, without question. I, I think when uh, Elizabeth dies, I don't think they'll have another king. Yeah. Well, no, they're going to do, uh, what's his name, Charles? I, I, I don't think they've really, I, maybe they will. Uh, maybe it's just too ingrained in the the British psyche. Um, but you don't think it means what it used to mean, though. Oh, it, it clearly doesn't mean it, what it used to mean. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, it just you have that was kind of going away anyway, though. Well, it, it should be going away organically. Yeah, the, the right that you know you're you're born into power and nobility is just well, especially because you guys horrendous. are a bunch of inbred motherfuckers. Oh God, yeah, and they're just the, the, the I mean, the inbreeding there is well documented. So, like, you know, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Of course. But uh, yeah, they've they've been marrying cousins now for <laughs> a long time, generations, long motherfucking time. Uh, but yeah, it's. Uh, I, I hope it does kill the monarchy, you know, because monarchy shouldn't exist anywhere. Yeah. Well, government shouldn't exist anywhere. But the worst kind of government is is uh, you know her, hereditary hereditary monarchies yeah you know well one that tried to justify their existence because they were yeah. anointed by god yes yes which is the worst thing you can do there yeah because then there's no questioning well then you're questioning god you know <laughs> right. it's like questioning the science when it yeah. comes to covid but fortunately there's there's not many um you know uh, despotic uh, uh hereditary monarchies left well yeah and they can the only do so much they are yeah. limited in power very limited in power yeah. but oh, but only the but only a, a like actual the, the inside power though obviously oh, yeah. they got a lot going on oh absolutely and the economic power is is unbelievable yeah you know so 
but anyway yeah i, I hope that's uh, the end of the crown i want to get into it here i want to i want to i want to move subjects though okay i want to get into this one because i really thought this was this was like a really cool thing novak doyevich or however you say his name say he is said he is prepared to sacrifice trophies to stay unvaccinated so in his first public comment since being deported from Australia, the world's number one ranked tennis player said that the, the chase for the Grand Slam record was the price he was willing to pay. So basically, he did a he did an interview. And this is the guy that's like the, the men's tennis star and all that kind of stuff. And that he got kicked out of Australia because he wouldn't take the vaccination. And in the comments, like in, he was doing the interview and he's like, I'm not going to get vaccinated. And if, if I can't go to these tournaments, then I won't go to the tournaments. My principles are that strong. And the, when you hear the why come from the guy on the other side, why would you do something like this? Obviously, that man has no idea what principles even mean. No, like, no. He's so amazed and shocked that somebody would take a principled stand like this that it was just, it, it was almost more telling as to the why that when the person said the why than his answer. Because when you listen to him, he's like, Right. Because I don't want to be injected with that in my body. Right, right. Like, I want to be able to make that choice. Yeah, they, they just can't conceptualize that. And, you know, it, it, and it's funny how a lot of people who do take the stand are looked at by a lot of people as, wow, they're falling on their sword for nothing. Yeah. But when you really, you know, consider how these things happen, and, and this is actually going to segue us into a story that I really want to get to here, um, you know, how this... We're working under this emergency FDA approval process for all these vaccines. And now they're, um, you know, they, they, they want to give it to young kids. They want to make sure you get an annual booster, all this. And we, we know, well, we've speculated that, you know, this was their plan all along. And we've speculated that it's because the pharmaceutical industry's plan, uh, you know, uh, will make billions upon billions of dollars if, if uh, the vaccines are you know, repeat and the younger the kids they can get it to and they, they, you know, you have to have your COVID vaccine to be enrolled in school and all this stuff. We speculated all that, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, it turns out we weren't speculating. We were exactly, hey, it wasn't, it wasn't a, uh, it wasn't an opinion. It was a spoiler. Yeah. And we're going to go ahead and uh, play some audio here in just a second uh, from this was a Project Veritas investigation. And uh, this was with Christopher Cole, who's an FDA executive officer. And uh, he is one of the people who is involved in the vaccine and vaccine delivery system approval process. And we're just going to let you. This is actually about a five-minute clip. I, it's a six-minute clip. I think we're just going to let it play uh, because it's it's worth it uh, to hear the whole You're gonna thing. You're going to play the whole thing, huh? Yeah, I, I think it's worth it to play the whole thing entirely. So uh, let's just go ahead and... Uh, and let that roll here, uh, just a second. Biden wants to inoculate as many people as possible. So you have to get an annual shot. I mean, it hasn't been formally announced yet. So you don't want to like uh, rile everyone up. The drug companies, the food companies, the vaccine companies, so they pay us hundreds of millions of dollars a year to hire and keep the reviewers to approve their products. If they can get every person required at an annual vaccine, that is a recurring return of um, uh, money going into their, their company. I mean, just from everything I've heard, they're not going to not approve it. Meet Christopher. Okay, you know what? I'm not going to play that whole thing because that is a, a good summary well, right there. that's all you need to hear. Yeah. What else do you need to hear at that point? Um, well, there's there's actually a lot more about the, the finances. And I'll, I'll just play that uh, that end clip here because he really... A year 
going into FDA's Hang process. on, listen to that There's again. There's almost a billion dollars a year going into FDA's budget from the people we um, regulate. If they can get every person required at an annual vaccine, that is a recurring return of um, uh, money going into their, their company. Okay, that right there, that right there is a high-ranking FDA executive uh, who has been with the FDA for 22 years, who makes an annual salary of $153,000 a year, because I looked it up, um, telling you right there that the pharmaceutical companies are putting a billion dollars a year into the FDA budget to make sure that we are vaccinating kids as young as six months old and that we are requiring an annual vaccine like the flu shot. This is the most obvious pay for play. And we've already discussed how, you know, uh, just a couple weeks ago, we pointed out that last year Pfizer made $53 billion on the vaccine. Yep. So spending a billion dollars to get the, uh, uh, the, um, FDA to, uh, you know, say that everybody in America has to have an annual COVID vaccine is basically a 53-time return on their investment. Yeah. They, they always say it's a reoccurring fountain of, uh, of, of revenue. Uh, exactly. It's No, no, no. You know what it is more than anything else? It's a goddamn yearly golden fucking shower because they are pissing on all of us. Oh, yeah. Yeah, without question. And Biden is pushing this, and Fauci is pushing this, and the FDA is pushing this. And they've already said, this guy says in this interview, yeah, it's a done deal. They're, they're going to do it. Even though we don't have the data, and even though we really can't give assurances that there's not going to be any long-term ill effects, especially for the young kids, because we just don't know. But we're going to go ahead and approve it under the emergency use authorization. <laughs> And that's what they're doing. They declared the emergency over COVID, and now the FDA can just ramrod through anything. And, of course, the pharmaceuticals know this, so they're paying billions of dollars. They're, well, they're paying a billion dollars to the FDA to make sure that these get ramrodded through. And so if you take that back to the tennis player, I, I can't recall his name, and ask yourself— Doyevich or whatever. Yeah, right. Ask yourself why he would take such a hard stand. There you go. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. It makes a lot of if, sense. If nothing else, and here's the thing, I don't even believe I believe that the vaccine probably has more benefit than harm. I think the the potential for benefit is is probably slightly outweighs the potential for harm. Okay? Even though at that point I would never take it because I am not going to have the the, you know, global elite and the federal government ramming it down my throat. Well, look, when you when you discount natural immunity, when you ignore it completely, right, even though that is so got to follow the science, but but th that's actually following <laughs> that's the, science. the science, right? The science for forever in a month, as right. long as we've known about these things, natural immunity is definitely better, right? It, it, again, given any testing that you're going to do, your initial thing would be that they're better it, for them to ignore it is just it is criminal, but also obvious when you hear this. Everything that they've done throughout the entire, and I talk, I'm talking about the government, um, everything that the government has done from the beginning of COVID has either been grossly negligent or criminal profiteering. Yeah. There's, there's no other explanation, especially now when we get to, to the point where, you know, we realize that the studies that, and, God, we were saying this at the very beginning 
that the lockdowns would not be effective. Yes. And now the data has shown that the lockdowns are not effective. And everybody along the way who said that, uh, a lot of them got canceled. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I could never go on YouTube again because of that. Yeah. You know, probably. I don't know what actually caused that. Who knows? But my point is, is that there's a lot of people that were saying the exact same thing that got canceled. There are a lot of people that saying this was just a big money grab by the pharmaceuticals that got canceled. And now we literally have a high ranking FDA official on hidden camera. He didn't realize that, you know, he thought he was talking to a chick that was going to put out for him. Yeah. You know, um, admitting this exact same thing. And I imagine this dude still has a job right now, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. But they've said, well, he <laughs> the FDA's official statement is that he is not directly involved in the votes to approve these drugs. <laughs> so that's, you know. It, Again, the solution right. to this is the complete elimination of the FDA. Of government. Sh- of, of government. government. Yeah. But they have. They're not see, operating in a vacuum. When you see instances like this, you realize that. What they're doing is they are destroying. Look, they've already destroyed their credibility. So oh, let's yeah. just go down. No, the they have there. no credibility. But they've also realized that they're not. They're gonna, they're not going to protect you. The FDA. No. It's it's an illusion. the The safety that the FDA provides, or the or the danger that life would be without the FDA. Right is imagined you know it, it, again it, take even if you don't take this into context let's take the the tabex story from the beginning my anti-smoking drugs yeah you know here i am taking drugs that are highly effective in in letting me quit smoking and the worst side effect is i have wild dreams yeah okay there's another drug out I there i wouldn't consider that, that a side is, effect i consider it a feature by the way it, it actually way. is kind of cool um but the there is another drug out there that does the the same thing just as effective but its side effects are severe depression, suicidal thoughts, homicidal thoughts, things like that. Yeah. But a drug company has a patent on it, so it's FDA approved. The one that has no negative side effects is that's not cheap FDA. as shit. That's cheap as shit because there's no patent on it because it's been around forever is not approved in the U.S. And that right there shows you what the real intent of the entire FDA is and the entire pharmaceutical industry. It's all 100% about profit. That's why there's nonstop ads on your TV saying, ask your doctor about. Pressure your doctor to write you a prescription for this. Even though it's not right for you, we want the money. Yeah. Here's the thing. I can, I can even understand that you are wanting people, like you want to be safe in this world, right? Right. I can understand that. Until you realize that the government is not going to make you safer. No. And that these organizations do not give one fuck about you. Right. And that all they're doing is big money grabs and power grabs, and that's all they're fucking doing. Right. Unless you can realize that, then you're never going to understand why we need to eliminate these things. And the people that blame capitalism are wrong because if it wasn't for government and there was no FDA, these pharmaceutical companies would have to compete on their own merit. And when Chantex and Tabex are sitting side by side, guess which one you're going to pick? Yeah, you're going for the vivid dreams. Exactly. Not the suicidal and homicidal You are going to be selling Ruth Bader Ginsburg hot hot cars. (laughs) That's right. Oh, man. It's just so alarming. But uh, that is it for our number one. Really? No, not really. (laughs) I gave you the three-minute signal, and I gave you the two-minute signal, so you knew without question that we were at the end of the show. So it pisses me off that you would even say that. But if you'd like to join us in our number two, go to patreon.com forward slash unattended baggage. Sign up. Become a subscriber, support all our various habits, and get a bunch of swag. We'll see you on the other side. 